And we're live on the video platforms, I do believe, on Trovo, Periscope, Facebook, DLive, YouTube, and Twitch to be connecting shortly, if not already. And it is 9.01 a.m. U.S. Pacific Daylight Time here in Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Thursday, May 6th, the year of our Lord, 2021. And I do have another song from my, this album that I like from the Salters, from Salters. Actually, there's multiple albums I was pulling from. One was a live album at Joe's Java, wherever that is. Salters, and the song that I want to play, this is, isn't this very nice? Oh, like hippie paper. The song that I want to play is Gloria. Gloria. And enjoy. This is from, the, from Salters, and it's from a 2003 or something like that album. 2005? I don't know. Yeah, 2005, 06 maybe. 06. Wow. I didn't realize it was that recent. <laughs> so enjoy Gloria. It is another Christian song from a... Beautiful Christian-ish band, sort of hippie-ish, a little. But um, I hope you enjoy it. It's kind of folky and a little bit foreign-sounding world music or whatever you want to call it. I hate that term. But it's is Salters, and I even have the lyrics that I can put up for you once the lyrics start coming in. Enjoy, and we will get started here shortly. It is not too long of a song, okay? Louis, you and your stupid, crappy music. Sorry, kids, I, I, I was quoting. I don't like to say that word, but that's what the white says. <laughs> well, enjoy this. It will be short and sweet, I promise. No more than five minutes long, and then we will get on started. Be right there. And it, correct me if I'm wrong, is this not... Do I hear? I think I hear strings, like a fiddle. And maybe a cello, Christian-ish. <laughs> and I think I hear an accordion. It's not the devil music then? No, it's Christian. I will be accepting your calls, guys. 888-775-3773. Big Brother Hake, please don't curse. No, I do not. Is it loud enough for you guys? Should we turn it louder? Turn that trash off. Turn it. <laughs> Sounds cool, says Stephen Will. Thank you, man. See? Singing to God. Show him the lyrics. I think it's in there. This is Gloria, I think. Just to prove to you that it is indeed Christian. His wings are a refuge. To all of those who will run to him. Nice. It's praising God. I don't know what that necessarily means. He says, praise God who brings delivery. Praise God who shuts the womb. Whoa. You don't need wombs shut here. At least not white wombs. Am I right? Is this Irish music? Asks Jimmy Eagle. I hope not. <laughs> I'm playing. Uh, I like the Irish. I just give them a hard time. It's probably too small to read for you guys. 
you could zoom in on like some section just so that people can know that it is indeed saying glory to God in the highest. Very nice. I think it's nice. Angels from coming to angels from Africa right now. Yeah, some of you guys are already on hold. There's one line open. 888-775-3773. I'm going to be talking about uh, a pocket, a silly pocket headline that I saw. George Floyd melodrama. Mental illness is a communist lie. Samuel the Swede asks, what is Christian, quote unquote? Next biblical question. Isn't this beautiful? The music, though. I like it. I hope you like it, too. I'm going to also talk about the communist shutdowns. This is a jam, says Canadian David. Very nice. I like the handwritten sheet music, says Cheesehead69. Yeah, I agree. And I have, if I have time, I have some positive news, courtesy of the Epic Times, and it might actually be positive. That's just a nice one. I mute the music now, says Colin Barrett. <laughs> that reminds me of a, uh, a chat that I saw yesterday, and I actually screenshotted it. Ian Riot, with a capital T, wrote, Hey, makes me look like a weirdo listening to your dumb music in my car on my way to work. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to my show on your way to work. I appreciate it, Ian Riot. This is Israeli. This is Jewish, says Jeff White. Yeah, they do have a heavy influence from that stuff. Hake sings this at the synagogue. <laughs> uh, very nice. And it does have kind of... It has a flute. A little bit. I was expe expecting Gloria in Excelsis Deo. That's a good song, too. Yeah, some of you guys got confused by the song Agnus Day, which I played, which was a solo by that woman. Very nice. And it was a different Agnes Day song. It wasn't the Michael W. Smith one sung by some little cute black kid with a great voice. It was sung completely different. Wow, Jewish music? I mute now. I didn't say it was. It's just there's some influence there. For example, the Lord's Prayer. I think he said it in Hebrew at the very beginning. But thank you guys for enjoying that short, sweet music. Bandcamp music, says Misty Loca. Wow. <laughs> Maybe so. This is the CD, in case you were wondering. Isn't that clever? In paper. Okay, guys. Let's get right on with the show! One, two, three, four. Oh, it's the Hague Report. The Hague Report. La, la, la. fine. I just got an alert from Trump Support 2021. Shout out, man. He gave me a, actually a, a comment, YouTube comment. I love YouTube comments and chat. Even if they are making fun of such and such as blouse. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Lord's Prayer sung in Aramaic at James and Crew. And then he gives a YouTube link to it. Thank you, man. Aramaic. Who knows? What was this? What was the, uh, 
primary language Jesus spoke. Didn't he speak in a couple of different languages? Those people. Those bilingual people. Some believe he came to America. So I will be getting to your calls, guys. Hang tight. Hang tight. Um, quickly, I want to cover this story of, uh, from Pocket. And it is actually about this lie that no one wants to work. No one wants to work, right? Is it a lie or is it not a lie? I don't know that it's a lie, but Pocket came out with this headline, and it's actually from Eater, too. It says, no one is working. No one works. It's a lie. And it's an Eater headline from Eater. Dot com. The lie of no one wants to work. And it's the answer to, I think it was a Hake News segment that I gave yesterday, I think, at end of hour two, May 5th, from the Epic Times, restaurants ready to hire, but government payments keep workers at home, and I think that is, there's some truth to that. But this, these people answer the lie of no one wants to work amid reports of a restaurant I- industry quote-unquote labor shortage, employees say they are, they all say all they really want are wages that make the risk worth it. Oh, yeah, because it's such a risk. Gabby DeVaige is the one who wrote this. Del Vaige, who wrote this piece in Eater.com. And it details this woman named Estefania. 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 I don't know, decided that she'd had enough. Last summer, she quit her job as at a new American restaurant in Chicago where she had worked as a manager since 2017. She has to be referred by her first name because she is an illegal alien, so-called undocumented worker. Well, you're documented right here in this, in this Eater article. You're not undocumented. You're fraudulently documented. You're an illegal not that she's listening to the show necessarily. But if you are, Estefania, repent. Um, she got the virus back in June, supposedly, right? This communist virus, the Chinese slash communist virus. Took two weeks off to recover and quarantine, right? Like everybody f- forces you to do in some places, right? When she came back, she noticed a shift in the way that her employee employers treated her. I came back to be given the silent treatment from the owner, she said. Isn't that typical of, I've worked with some of these types of people, not necessarily females, but female-minded, female-spirited people. Yeah, Earth is flat, says wage is too low. Yeah, I mean, what do you expect? Anyway, I will get to, to more of that. The silent treatment. How do you even know? That's like my, trying to be a mind reader. I noticed that some of these Hispanic workers, many of them illegals, when I worked with them in my previous job, they would get touchy. Some of them would like not show up and quit. They would say, oh, you got personal because I would give them minor criticism about, hey, do this better, do this. And I would be specific in my uh, constructive criticism. And I'm like the nicest guy, too. Too nice. But he, like, there's this one guy who was pretty talented as an installer for cabinets. 
and he would do finished carpentry. He would put up um, moldings and all that stuff, and he would do a pretty good job. Sometimes fast work. Sometimes they would do like a Mexican job. A Mexican job. Mickey Mouse, as some might call it. Some of them actually called it Mickey Mouse. Because it would not be professional. It would not, you would see issues. Or somebody who knows what to look for would see it. Or you come in and, it, and you don't even necessarily have an attitude, but they try to read into the way that you're looking at them. Or not looking at them. Try to be mind readers. Very female, and that's how, what this woman is. Her line about, I got the silent treatment from the owner, <laughs> is uh, kind of giving me. He said I abandoned him and that he couldn't trust me or see me as a manager anymore. Interesting. And the last straw was when a coworker threatened to call ICE on her. She quit the restaurant. I mean, that's what you get for being an illegal. That's the risk you run. Woman. Got a job as a receptionist. Thought she was done with the restaurant industry altogether, but the pay couldn't compare to what she was making before. So now she's back. You'll be back crawling back. So anyway, she was hesitant to return. She started working at a Mexican restaurant. Isn't that interesting? A Mexican or an illegal from uh, either Mexico or Central or South America. Because Mexico is, I think, part of what's considered North America, I think. But anyway, she's from all the way over there. And she ends up in Chicago? Chicago is, like, pretty far north. It's so far north that it gets, not only does it get really hot, it gets really cold. That's how far north it is. Estamos en el norte. Let's just spend our money because we're up north. <laughs> That's what some of my Mexican illegal friends, co-workers would, would say. Ah, we can blow our money. We're in the north. Get iced. But they're blaming various things. And now she's a rarity because she's working and in, the, in the restaurant industry. Amid the uh, communist shutdowns, right? Or after, after the communist shutdowns? Are they completely shut down? Some of them are opening up again. But it's a big scam. It's a big scam. The shutdowns did not need to be happening to the extent that they happened. Definitely, I don't think. Um, Taco Bell was, I told you in this Epic Times article, restaurants ready to hire but government payments keep workers at home. And as a Earth is Flat said... I'm not saying the earth is flat or, or ball. I'm just saying that's the name of his username. <laughs> Let's not get sidetracked. He said uh, pay is too low. Wages is too low. Yeah. I mean, you get paid according to, ideally, according to the value that you bring to the company. If you're helping the company increase and raise and get more business and be valuable to the community and get, get money, take money, to quote the, uh, the rap song. Get money, take money, dueling rap songs. Then uh, you get paid more, or you deserve more pay, right? Some people, they get paid more just for having worked a certain number of years. That's the corporate world. No matter what type of drain they are on that company, they still get paid more and more and more and more pay wage increases. Oh, to keep up with, uh, what is that called? Inflation or whatever. But no. 
you get paid according to if it's a failing, struggling business, and many restaurants are. Getting into the restaurant business and conducting a successful restaurant in, in, uh, business, that's a tough field to make a profit in. Because you have to deal with um, all the uh, so-called red tape, right? The government mess, the, the high rent or the high, if you, own, if you own the location, if you're lucky enough to own the location, the high uh, property taxes, all of those things. You have to cover the wages of the workers. The wages, you have to like multiply the wages times like three or to cover the cost of those workers, I think. Don't you? Something like that. Not to mention all the other stuff that goes into it. It's a, it's a tough field. But these workers think that they can just get paid more. I own two restaurants. It is a tough business, says Take Care Business Bear. Yeah, I saw some of your comments about, regarding landlord. Uh, the landlord... The sticking it to the landlords that's been going on in the country. Make a minimum wage $45 an hour. For Mexicans, the earth is a tortilla. (laughs) Says Bobby Rostigliano. And he's practically Mexican, right? Doesn't that sound kind of like a Hispanic or Latin last name? Maybe Italian? Close enough, right? He can say that. But uh, Taco Bell was holding uh, job fairs, basically, in, in uh, parking lots. There was a McDonald's location, I think, in Florida that was paying $50 to show up for any old person to show up for a job interview. There was a, there are, there's a story of one, I guess, upscale um, restaurant that has not opened up yet because of lack of manpower. And they have to try to, they've been in the hole, and they have to try to reopen again? Uh-uh. And, pe- and the workers want more pay to cover the cost of the risks. And there are ways to protect yourself, FYI. There are ways to protect yourself if you are actually <laughs> that concerned about this thing. You know, the virus thing. So it just seems like a scam. They crack down, they put, it's kind of like what um, a caller yesterday was talking about with regard to the Civil War and the Iraq War and how the international gangsters are pitting the blacks and the whites against each other over this petty way in the past thing called slavery. Never mind the wrongs that uh, are taking place today. And it's not the wrongs that the mainstream media is talking about, right? Well, same thing here. They're pitting the uh, lowly landlords and restaurant owners, business owners, people who are trying to create something for themselves and other people, people who are bringing value into the world, let's just say, right? Not all but most, or not all but many. (laughs) Some. Versus the so-called workers, right? Oh, the workers. The working class, that's a communist line. Because they're not actually workers. They get away with as, as doing little, as little work as possible. They try to, many of them. Including the, the ones who work hard, supposedly are reputed to work hard. 
They don't work that hard. <laughs> they may show up every day. That's cool. If they show up every day. But that's actually the um, people who stay paid anyway. The government, the so-called essential workers, meaning the self-important fake experts such as doctors and nurses and, and Dr. Fauci and those sleazy people. Those sleazy people. They pit, they say, oh, we're going to, and the politicians, we're going to protect you from getting evicted. We're going to protect you from the evil employers, those rich people. And the, and the so-called rich people are hardly rich, <laughs> most of them, right? But they're doing it. They're doing it hard. It's ridiculous. They're pitting the uh, people. They're, they're tricking the useful idiots into biting the hand that feeds them. The landlords, the employers, and all of that. And many of them are suckers. That's why you have all these people doing this fight for 15 madness over the years. Raise the minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour. Is that radical? To quote Bernie Sanders, sleazy Bernie Sanders, a snake in the grass, not an honest man. Not even a man. Not even a Christian. Did you know that Bernie Sanders is not a Christian? He might even be an atheist. Just terrible. Just terrible. <laughs> uh, quick super chat from Bibby42, streamlabs.com slash the Hague Report. Nick's still wearing that blouse? He's not turning into Nicole and running for governor of California, is he? JK, you do you, Nick. Love you guys. And Nick says, oh, Lord. <laughs> and Nick also says the Mexicans at the Chateau, Momo, would never let you live any little mistake down. But say something about them? Oh, oh, boy. Yeah. And I've run into that with other, um, you know, the Hispanics don't really like each other. They like each other. But, you know, every group, there's always infighting, and they always find a way to separate. For example, a country. What is Mexican, Colombian, all the same, right? But the Colombians notice some things about the Mexicans, such as they leave things dirty, they fix the fridge and leave trash everywhere, what they ate, and uh, they let the door slam on you, all kinds of stuff. And he's, I'm talking about, in many cases, in many cases, right? I knew some Mexicans who did high-quality work and knew not to steal. <laughs> they would say sometimes the landowner, I mean the homeowner, el dueño, the owner, will leave stuff out just to test you. And if something is stolen or lost or moved, they will tell the business and you'll get fired. If... The, uh, your employer is tough enough to do what's right. Am I right? Anyway, it is interesting. Nick said he thought the shirt made him look muscular. Turns out just makes him look blank. I shall not repeat that word. <laughs> so anyway, guys, I just had to share that with you. There's other stuff going on. I talked about how the, um, I talked about how they, the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, did you know that they're trying to control the landlords? And President Trump was kind of for this too, at least at first. 
Because Trump is trying to help the people. He loves the people. <laughs> and I think Biden pretended to be for this too. But the CDC, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, tried to prevent evictions. Evictions is when you're living at a place or you're working at a place, renting it as a business owner or as, a, as your home, right? And the landlord kicks you out. You get evicted. You're like, you have to leave. You haven't paid your rent or you're a problem. You're le- always creating a mess or whatever. Or you're, I don't want to start repeating sick crimes, but there's all kinds of reasons for evictions. Or we're going to uh, renovate the place. You're getting evicted. It's what the uh, landowner, landowner kept on saying to Bond. We were going to get evicted. So we raised that money. Thankfully, it is earning interest in an account during uh, this scam epidemic when we cannot be looking for other places and disrupting what's going on. Thank God for that. And that uh, wily, wily landowner or, or landlord has become sort of a, who knows what, who knows what. Anyway, they said, you can't evict people. Well, that's, what's that going to do? That's going to put the uh, landlords in the hole. And what happens when the landlords are in the hole? Who gets the money then? The, who gets the land then? The banks. The, the international gangsters. <laughs> the uh, government. Land ownership is being centralized, says H. George, 1993. The problem is, Hake, that the land ownership is being centralized. I think you're right. I think you are right. Taxes go up, rent rises. Sorry, poor people, that's just how things work. And you know what? The evil HUD people try to swoop in and say, oh, we need to build public housing. That's only going to raise the cost of rent and devalue the value of money. So your money's worth less. And all kinds of madness. So anyways, a, anyway, a Trump appointee, a female judge in D.C., and another judge, I think in Ohio back in March, were two judges who ruled against other judges in other cases that the CDC doesn't have the authority to do this to landlords, make you not be able to evict people. And it's tough to evict people, by the way. There is so much rights fake rights that these homeless people have, squatters have, and uh, sleazy people have who don't pay rent when they are supposed to. DJ Hardmouse says, forget landlords. Well, he uses a different F. But forget, in short, right? But Take Care Business Bear says, slow slow clap started for the landlords. We had that problem here in New York, but it was lifted last fall. I didn't have tenants that skipped on rent, just one. But when I filed for eviction, paid me in full. Right on, buddy. Their lease ended in January, and I refused to renew it. Right on, buddy. Taking care of business, Bear. I like it. Right on, man. That's cool. Pay your rent. Pay your bills, peeps, says Jean Benoit. If I'm pronouncing your name right. Jean Benoit. (laughs) Same with the farms. All kinds of stuff. And the border towns in Texas. All kinds of stuff going on. People having to deal with these criminal aliens coming in, stealing their stuff, vandalizing their stuff, killing their 
people and livestock and stuff like that. All kinds of things. It's a big mess. So. Anyway. Let me get to Jason in Long Island, New York. He has a quick question for me. How are you doing, Jason? It's good to hear from you. Hey. Hey. James, how you doing? Doing well, thank you. Yes, uh, you know, you know, why don't you go back doing the Sunday morning shows? You're asking me, why don't I go back doing the Sunday morning shows? Yes. I like being able to relax a little bit. (laughs) I was doing six days a week for a while. I was doing six days a week for a short bit when I started doing five days a week. And I'm like, hmm. Joel Friday, who was my former board guy, he was so relieved when I stopped doing that. And so, Man. yeah, I cut that out. Two hours, a, two hours a day, five Sunday? days a week, and you still want more? Some people want a third hour. Yeah, come on, <laughs> we need more. There is another show that you can watch on Sunday mornings when I go, when I used to go live. Did you know that? No. What is it? It's not no. on our network. It's not on our network, but it is. Um, a fan of the show, Samuel the Swede. You can catch Samuel the Swede. Oh, yeah, I remember him. Yeah. You, you've been in his show. I have. I was on his show one time. Actually, I was supposed to go back on, but there was, you know, he got suspended, and then all kinds of stuff happened. You know, YouTube doesn't like freedom of speech, so it's a big mess. But, um, yeah, I may go back on his show again uh, sometime. I like to... Sunday is Sabado. No, it's not. <laughs> I actually take my day off on Saturday because I, I am he- here at Bond around 8, 8.30 in the morning, maybe 9 on Sundays, and I stay here till like 2.30, 3 or so, sometimes 3.30, because I do the Sunday. I produce the Sunday service in that, the church with Jesse Lee Peterson. I kind of am... In charge of the engineers who make it all happen and the, you know, these guys, the volunteers who make it happen. And I also put out the podcast and write up the summary of what happens in church with Jesse Lee Peterson. So I felt, ah, I think I'll let the Sunday Hake report go. Wow, you're so white. You work a lot. (laughs) Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, maybe you need some help, you know? Yeah, maybe so. I may... I may start looking for help again. I've had a lot of help, really. I get a lot of help from uh, the guys at Bond and all that. But I may get to, uh, I may get to get like a, an intern, or, or I may even be able to to pay somebody if yeah, I, I do things right. Say even that again? if it is free, I don't care. Wow, you would help me out? Are you saying you would help? Yeah, me out? I, I live in New York, but I'll move. You know, I, I, don't, I, I don't like the cold. <laughs> Oh man, don't I keep on running into people who want to move out here. Be yeah. uh James hit menopause <laughs> says point five. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's with all these slurs? Um don't be in a hurry to move out here, man. If you get an opportunity, because working with me and for me is not at this point something that it would be enough to pay your rent, <laughs> let's just say. But um, I appreciate your willingness to help out. Maybe you can even help out from where you are 
Maybe there's we can talk um, over email or something, and over the phone. Sure. And do you see edit you your videos do. yourself? Say that again. You know, like, do you edit your videos yourself? Like, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I haven't done a whole lot of editing, at least not since I start since um, Nick took over as producer. But I do, you know, I do the church clips, which I would like to do more of, actually. Yeah, you do, need a producer. Do you have one? Say that again? Do you, do you need a producer? Do you have one? I could use a producer. Yeah. So we'll Your talk, man. was lonely, but surely. Yeah. I mean, I would like to get more guests on and all that stuff. I had a de facto producer, Dylon, but he's, he's you know busy with some show? things. Who's that? Chris, the wise man. I know. You know, yeah. and... and uh, Nicolas uh, is also a great host. Did you enjoy his yeah. show today? It's deep, yeah, man. Yeah, I watched him. Not all of it, but, you know, I watched, like, uh, like in the, the first hour. He talked about how there's a, a new fake religion that is cropping up, and there are sacrifices of hated people, people who are, fa- are hated for false reasons, such as these oh, really? cops. What's it called? It, it, he he talked about it in the show today. He called it. He didn't. He didn't name the religion. I don't think he may have, but he talked about how the world has this false religion, in which they believe in social justice. You know, I'm putting words in his mouth. He didn't say social justice, but that's a false version of justice, right? It's a. The world has false values that imitate what's right. Right? They make things sound yeah. like they're right, but really they're evil. And that's what the world does, and that's what you see with Black Lives Matter, the LGBTQ stuff, the pro-woman stuff, the Democrats, the rhinos, all those people. It yeah, was it, it was deep, man. It's cool. It looks like we're losing the battle, you know. Like it looks sad. Like oh, you need to watch. You need to be but, watching. Do you watch Church with Jesse Lee Peterson? Yes, I do. Um, he's said multiple times, and he's been saying it since there was some cl- some. Uh, Sunday throwback services from 2012, and even to this day, he's saying it l- may look like we're losing, but uh, we're winning. We're going to win. Yeah, that's, that's why day. there's some hope at the end of the, there's some light. There's always hope. At the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah, he's just going to get worse before he gets, be- before he gets better. Yeah, and, and we are not the ones to judge the times, even though we can, even though Christians will judge the world and we can see that such and such person or act that they're doing is evil or a statement that they're saying is evil and a lie. We can judge those things, but we can't say, oh, these are terrible times. We are yeah. supposed to consider it pure joy when we face trials of many kinds. Just like Jesse says, you know, every yeah. thought is a lie. And besides, you know, when you, when you remember the past, you, I always feel bad when I remember the past. Doesn't happen to you? Yeah. So, Yep. You shouldn't be wondering, you know, in your head. Yeah, th- there's even a biblical passage that talks about how the, the man of God or something like that rarely reflects on, on the days past because God keeps him occupied with gladness of heart. Isn't that a nice line? Yeah, it sounds good, but, but the world said, I don't know, I, heard, I always heard, you, they, they always say, you should reflect. Well, every time I reflect, I always think about, you know, the bad stuff that I did, or this and that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you're supposed to reflect in gratefulness, and, and you'll probably get there. Don't try to force it. Yeah, that's true. So, well, that's it. Uh, we'll th- talk, thank you, Jason. Uh, I appreciate it, man. E- email me if you can. 
thehakereport at gmail.com. Or send me a Twitter DM if you want to avoid that, or contact me some other way. But be persistent if I don't get back to you, because some stuff I may not be so How responsive. persistent? As Tony or...? or you know? Not as Tony. Not as persistent as Tony. Not, oh, okay. 50, not 50 emails in, four, in five minutes. <laughs> That's too persistent. I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it, Jason. Good to hear from you. Okay, see ya. All right. Take care. Quickly, I have... There's one line open, guys. I want to get to uh, all of you. Hang tight. First, though, let me quickly get to my friend and your friend, James in Texas. Savage James. Oh, my gosh. What's up, James, in Texas? I mean, Tennessee. Tennessee, not Texas. Forgive me. I was going to say, I don't know who you're talking to. (laughs) (laughs) Man, it's good Uh, to hear from you. Long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Long time talking to you. Um, So I was going to ask you something. You know how Jesse talks about how Mexicans come over to California across the border? Yeah. And, like, the hardest-hit person is the black community, right? True. Isn't it ironic that a anchor baby crosses the border and takes Jesse's job? Yeah. <laughs> it is it is interesting. Watch out Man, JLP Nicolas. Random dang ankle babies. Yep. <laughs> it's the Crazy. Iberian takeover, Nick says. Well, I think we should send them all back. Yeah. Canada, Mexico, <laughs> wherever. <laughs> right. Cuba. Them. Yep. Would be nice. It oh, would yeah. be nice. That's all I wanted to say, honestly. All right. Well, it's good to hear from you, James. Um, It was nice to hear from you, hear your uh, call on the Jason Lee Peterson show as well. Oh, yeah. Well, you're going to make it to the men's men's conference? Uh, Lord willing, the creek don't rise. Nice, man. And you're a father now, right? Oh, yeah. That's cool. Got a little poop machine. (laughs) Well, congratulations to you, man. Yep. Look forward to seeing you again sometime. Yep, for sure. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you later. All right. Sounds good. Take care. Okay, before I get to, um, man, I have Graham and Samuel and Sweden and Solomon and Los Angeles and on and on and on. Uh, Solomon used to be a landlord. Adverse vaccine reactions. Very controversial topic. And the AAPI movement. The Asian American and Pacific Islander movement. Before I get to you guys, though, I have to show you this, these screenshots. Ooh. Let me skip the George Floyd thing for now, because this is a topic that I meant to get to yesterday. And I failed to do it. So common. This is the oversight board. Facebook oversight board. You know how I talked on the Jesse Lee Peterson show yesterday when JLP was hosting? About, I'm... He asked, what are you going to talk about today? I said, I'm going to show you guys the Facebook oversight board. It's a bunch of foreigners and women and uh, journalists. Just the scum of the earth. Journalists. Some people say, oh, that's not, those aren't real journalists. They're propagandists. Well, at this point, what's the difference? Honestly. I know precious few journalists who you might you know, self-described journalists who would be considered to be honest whatsoever. I talk about how I think, oh, I think Michael Tracy is, I consider him an American, even though he's 
in many ways anti-American because he's liberal and kind of socialist or whatever. But I still consider him an American. I don't think of him as so subversive and uh, snaky as many, right? Well, this is, you know, on Facebook. Facebook banned President Trump over the uh, January 6th mostly peaceful protest. Some of it did turn into a riot. Some were taking swings at cops. Some cops were taking swings at uh, purported rioters, I guess you might call them. Oh, by the way, I have some super chats from yesterday's Sunday service throwback that we gotta read. Maybe we'll read them, I'm not sure when. But those are much appreciated. Thank you guys over there who watched the Bond Rebuilding the Man Sunday Service Archive. But the Facebook Oversight Board, it's actually not even called the Facebook Oversight Board. It's called the Oversight Board. (laughs) And take a look at the pictures of these people. Oversight Board. And then the board staff, it has a guy named Thomas Hughes in the bottom. And here it is at the top. And I think they randomly order these. If you refresh the page, it'll, it'll be a completely different order. Because, oh, we are communism. We are all equal. <laughs> I'm putting words in their mouth. But that's basically the message that I glean from, that I infer from what they're talking about, what they show. Women. And not just, they're not like American women. What, I'm, what you're looking at right here, there are people from Colombia, Israel, United Kingdom, Senegal and Ghana. Uh, one USA person who looks um, not like a white Anglo-Saxon um, Protestant, let's just put it that way, but actually a professor, which is to be, which is the same thing, same category as journalist, which is communist. Uh, Indonesia, India, another USA, but a female. From Pen America, Pen America, that's um, a fake human rights for journalists organization that supposedly believes in free speech, but they don't. They don't. Um, another guy from Kenya, Hungary, Denmark, Pakistan, uh, Yemen, Taiwan, Brazil, Australia. Another American guy who's from the Cato Institute. Give me a break, Cato Institute. Cringe. Isn't that like a libertarian fake right wing? It's a fake right-wing, right? Organization. Um, a black guy from USA, Columbia Law School professor. Black. Professor. Liberal. Um, another woman from Cameroon in France. A white guy, but it's a professor. Constitutional Law Center from S- Stanford. Just the... Just people that you would not trust to be objective with regard to Truth, freedom of speech, American values, Facebook, and Instagram, which are governed by this oversight board, or so-called have their checks and balances by this oversight board, this globalist, internationalist, liberal, communist oversight board. They are, that's an, those are American companies made possible by America. And what are they doing? Stabbing America in the back with these people. Banning our real President Trump. 
suspending him. And many of you, by the way, you know it. And so I just wanted to show you these, this, uh, what some might call a motley crew, but not the band, of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten women, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight males, maybe nine males. Did I count ten women, nine males, something like that? Maybe there's another male, too. Ten females, nine males. One, two, three blacks. A bunch of foreigners. Anyway, it's a mess. You see that one that's a, that is a, uh, the HN one, the Hake News one? Um, show that one. It's just a whole bunch of people. <laughs> that's, what I was, that's what I was pointing at if you guys were looking. <laughs> Look at this mess. That's communism right there. Globalism. Globalist socialism. And when you read their statement, if you go to their statement on the oversight board, it is ridiculous. I clicked on their decision, right? I clicked on it. And they upheld Trump's suspension. I misread it yesterday as having uh, upheld his permanent ban, right? But they said, oh, no, you got to check in with us in six, six months and come up with a reason for actually banning him, <laughs> right? And it's not supposed to be indefinite. It's supposed to be definite with a certain number of times, for a certain number of t- amount of time. But they're communists. They don't believe in America or freedom of speech or truth. But they reposted, this board did, Trump's statements, and I'm going to read, I'm going to read some of it and skip over the quote-unquote edgy parts. <laughs> By edgy, I mean the stuff related to his claims about the election, which uh, many might suspect to be true. It rings true. He says, though, we have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. Go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel, but go home and go home in peace. And they ban him for that? That's what he said in a video statement on January 6th as this riot was taking place. And what did sleazy CNN, Communist Nonsense Network, say? They said... Trump praised the rioters. No, he did not praise the rioters. He praised the people who were mostly peaceful protesting at the Capitol. And parts of it got out of hand. And even if you're a peaceful protester, when you see things going out of hand, or even if you know that there's a chance that things are going to go out of hand, you don't show up. You leave the area. It's just like, um, I used to play soccer with the Mexicans. Hispanics, and a buddy of mine said, when you see somebody take a swing across the field at another person, because sometimes they get into fights, right? You look around yourself, because when somebody takes a swing across the field, somebody else may take a swing and sucker punch you. You be alert. It's a dangerous time. It's a dangerous area. Same thing with these places where Antifa 
and Black Lives Matter, and uh, every now and then an out-of-control um, person on the so-called right may do wrong. May do wrong. And the, the cops don't know the difference, and there are cops who go a little nuts sometimes. So the cops, according to uh, some independent journalists who were following the crowds into the Capitol building, this one guy, Elijah Schaefer, he's been on the Jason Lee Peterson show multiple times. He was, he's known as slightly offensive. He got all emotional about this thing because it represented, like, they're going into the Capitol building. They're angry at cops who are, um, have been, for the past several months, enforcing these communist rules about masks and social distancing and all this madness, right? And uh, shutdowns. So they're upset at the cops over that. They're upset over, at the cops over the attack on men. You know that Nick and Jesse Lee Peterson, Nicholas Gonzalez, have talked about um, two systems, one for whites, one for blacks, one for decent people, one for evil people. It's actually also one, one for men, one for women. There's a guy named... There's, a, there's some MGTOW guys in the chat sometimes. Very uh, disillusioned, let's call it, with the uh, police, how the police enforce the attack on men. You call the cops when a woman hits you, and then you get arrested sometimes. <laughs> it's a mess. There is uh, an attack on Christians. Christians are getting shut down for not baking gay wedding cakes. They'll bake a cake for a gay, but not for a gay wedding, because they don't want to be seen as validating a gay wedding. That seems like it's um, up, uplifting a false thing, which is doing evil, which is doing no favor to the gays, because you're uh, validating their delusion. Slightly offensive is beta blaze TV is not morally straight, says Austin316. <laughs> be that as it may. He's, in, he's a pretty nice, which is, can be beta, but he's, I considered him, his presentation of the situation to be his honest take, even if he got emotional at what was going on, right? And he did get emotional about what was going on. And it is pretty striking what went on. It was in many ways a setup. Uh, many honest and decent people, or generally what would otherwise be honest and decent people, got caught up. And many are paying a disproportionate price for it. Cruel and unusual punishment. Marlene Silvano says that Ashley Babbitt was murdered. And some might say that. I think it might... It, it was definitely not justice. But she shouldn't have gotten caught up. And that cop shouldn't... That cop should not have shot her like that. But we have a, a country of cowards. And what else... But a weak man is... Do you expect to be in the police force where they're, they panic and shoot a woman jumping through where she shouldn't be jumping through. It definitely stopped the, the flow of the people, though. <laughs> I don't know if people would have flown, flowed through had she been allowed to do it. I don't know. But it's a... It is interesting. It's interesting that... You know, there was a... Uh, I've talked about this before. You guys know it probably the story better than me, some of you. The, there was a Democrat Detroit mayor or something, or some, some mayor in the Midwest or whatever, used to say regarding rioters, 
those with Molotov cocktails and, uh, and, and such, meet them with force. And I'm using a euphemism rather than saying the thing that he actually said. <laughs> and those who are looting, use force. I'm saying use force, but it's actually like <laughs> something that would send a message not to mess around with this. It would set an example out of one or two, and the rest would <laughs> say, I'm not taking that risk. Just put it that way. If you're catching my drift, right? <laughs> anyway. It was perfect what Trump said, and then he put out another statement. Um, saying what he said about the election, which... YouTube and Facebook and Twitter don't want you to say because they pretend, oh, you're validating. You're pushing the big lie is what the Democrats are calling it. <laughs> Give me a break. Democrats calling out lies. Yeah, that's rich. That's all they do is lie. But Trump said, go home with love in peace. He said it again, with love. He's pushed nothing but love and peace and respect for law and order. Right on, President Trump. Some people say that Trump threw the... the uh, protesters under the bus after he after they did what he said to do not necessarily not necessarily anyway I just wanted to reiterate that because in fact I kind of recommend that you go and read this oversightboard.com update if you feel so inclined it's ridiculous but I love that they put in President, Trump, the, President Trump's actual statements because it's a beautiful statement. It's a couple of beautiful statements. I don't want to put them on the screen because I'm, I would be reposting the big lie. <laughs> and they don't believe in uh, freedom of speech. They don't believe in America. And I just wanted to show you, too, that these are not Americans who are uh, running the show Running the show. <laughs> okay. I'm chuckling at some of this stuff in the chat. I got to, I have to get to Graham in Portland, Oregon. He wants to comment on this uh, Asian American Pacific Islander movement. Graham. Man, we are blowing through the first hour here. Graham in Portland, Oregon. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Hake? Doing fine. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, I also wanted to, I, I'm a little bit behind on Hake this week. Okay. But I was curious also if you've gotten to the, the Chauvinger much. I have, I talked w about him actually a week ago Thursday. And I oh, covered okay. the things that he said, and then I covered it a little bit yesterday too, again. Because I saw in, in the headlines stuff that I covered back on the 29th of, um, of April. How he talked about, oh, if you want to spark a change, get in these jury rooms, essentially. <laughs> total yeah, total I, activist. I, don't, I saw yeah, a picture of him wearing over, a Black Lives oh, Matter t-shirt on his podcast. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to go over anything you've already gone over. No, no, you're like, fine if you want to go for it. But Just like a brief thing about yeah, it. Yeah, please. There's, I don't know if you ever heard of like Voir Dire. No. Have you heard of that? It's uh, spelled V-O-I-R-D-I-R-E. It's like a French word, and it's a process they use in... Nick, tell me system. how that's really pronounced. It's a process used what? 
Sorry, what, what was that first part you said? Oh, I was saying... Spell that word again and pronounce it again? It's uh, V-O-I-R, and then a second word, D-I-R-E. It's pronounced voir dire. Okay. Is that really how and it's pronounced, it, Nick? I'm asking yeah, Nick. I, I actually looked it up before oh, really? <laughs> how to pronounce it, because I couldn't remember. Voir dire. But um, basically it's when the... You know, the counsel and the judge will ask the jurors questions prior to a case to see if anybody has, like, bias bias that, yeah, would affect the case. Yeah. So I'm wondering if either they just totally ignored him or if he lied, because that should be relevant in this. Like, that comes into a lot of cases, say, like, I can imagine a big one now. I don't know what they consider this legally, but, like, prostitution. Like, if somebody were to say oh, I don't believe that's a crime, you know, because there's a lot of people like that nowadays. Uh-huh. They would be exempt from the jury, you know, because of that process. So I, I don't really even see why this guy was on the jury. Yeah. And I don't see people really talking about that. How, like, how did Wadir not, Wadir, sorry, it's hard to say. How did that not keep him off this jury? Because he clearly was not, should not have been on this jury. Yeah. Um you know, that's why that's why I've been talking about even before we knew who was on the jury. That juries are becoming more and more corrupt. They yeah. they do all this scaremongering or fearmongering, if you prefer, about all white juries. It's a smear on yeah. whites. Whites are typically when you run into the average white, they're more likely to be more fair-minded in terms yeah. of r- straight up right and wrong how they see it. Versus versus race, a POC, like, yeah, yeah, yep, and so but, it's uh, it's juries are very corrupt, but he yeah. allegedly some say some are saying that he did lie, and said, oh, I didn't attend a George Floyd rally, a oh. diff, or I didn't attend a Black Lives Matter rally, but BLM is was so overhyped that you, you're practically a 30% chance that any person that you run into is going to be a BLM supporter now. Is, yeah, do you think it's 30%? I don't know. But there's, there uh, was a, I mean, depends where you are. Where I am, it's more like 60%. Yeah, exactly. More. I mean, that's me just being like... Portland. The lowest. <laughs> PDX. Yeah, it's yeah. probably more like 85%. Yeah, seriously. But, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty insane. But uh, we can go on to the AIPI. I just wanted to bring that up because I haven't seen a lot of people talking about that, and I was... Curious. Yeah, and, and he's just the tip up. of the iceberg. Probably a lot of these. Yeah. And you know what? Oh my gosh. Show the picture of him. Uh, black juror, I think is, is what it's called. Black juror. This is a CNN video. Chauvin juror says he used his mask to hide his tears. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, I saw that. Oh my gosh. 31-year-old basketball coach Brandon Mitchell podcast host, Black Radical, is the first juror to speak out that deliberated in the trial against Derek Chauvin in the death of George Florida, Georgia, Florida. He says the images from inside, blah, blah, blah. Juror 52 is Joe Kenyon, says Nick. Oh, come on. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, yeah. What a yeah, mess. That's crazy. Terrible. He's very, uh, Feminine looking. <laughs> yeah. No, and that's, and I say black radical, but he's really par for the course when it comes to probably blacks in Minneapolis. 
He's probably just a normal, nice guy, but brainwashed in this way, and that makes him radical. Many so-called normal people are, because they're normalizing BLM. The whole corporations are normalizing the LGBTQIA radicalism. So we have a radicalized so-called mainstream that is really, truly against common sense, Christianity, real, actual justice. Anyway, it's a mess. Yeah, I mean, that makes me almost think that they knew that he was a BLM supporter, and they kind of just like, oh, well, there's nothing about that that would indicate any bias. But <laughs> Yeah, maybe he was the least worst. Maybe they, uh, yeah. you know, the defense, uh, the defense lawyers can do this, um, uh, scratch him off. We don't want him on the thing. Maybe they went through all the most radical people, and they, who was what they came up with. <laughs> who knows? What a yeah. mess. Anyway. You wanted to talk about the AA Asian Americans, so-called. Yeah. Many of them are yeah, not Americans. Well, and Pacific Islanders I, think, movement. Yeah. Stop AAPI hate. That. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking about that because it's, it's, at first I was like, is this like a glitch in the matrix? You know, I mean, some people kind of think of it like that, but. What do you mean by I that? Really do, well, just, you know, how some people who, who don't believe in God, they say like, the earth is a simulation and oh yeah stuff like that you know and it, it kind of that whole thing like the asians just jumping over to victimhood really feels kind of like a glitch like it i mean i i don't believe in that it's a simulation but you know it almost kind of feels like off you know it's a, it's been a it's been a long time coming there was this hashtag that this one radical yeah. woman who went into hiding because she's so radical and, and evil that she turned, she made a lot of enemies. She started this hashtag years back called hashtag not your Asian sidekick. <laughs> and they said, oh, I'm not your Asian this or that. And they attack yeah. whites for being into Asian girls. They think it's just white supremacy and patriarchy and stuff like that. Because a lot of whites yeah. are suckers for the Asian girls. It's kind of perverted. But it's just a, it's just, it happens to a lot of people. A lot of white guys especially. And there is a lot of because mo- I grew up with mostly Hispanics and Asians. And Same. especially the educated ones, they are the most radical evil people that you want to know. I mean, I say most, maybe I'm exaggerating, but they are right in line with the fake attack on whites by way of Black Lives Matter. They're all in with that. They're in with the LGBTQIA radicalism stuff. They'll cut you off um, as, as a friend for not going along with, with either one of those things, for believing in freedom of speech, or for um, believing in the Second Amendment, they'll just, they are really communist-minded. And this so-called education that they're coming here and getting makes them even worse, makes them even worse than their parents. Their parents are, like, nice. Yeah, no, I, and I, I see that, and I, I think I've, I've definitely seen like an undercurrent too of like Asians have been kind of grasping at the victimhood for a while. Oh, yeah. And now that they're like giving them it, they're kind of just going straight for it. Yeah. I think it's because, but it, it, I know it's funny because they don't really fit, you know, and I, I think victimhood is kind of, it's attractive to a lot of people. And yeah. Like a hard it totally to is, fit. especially females. I know yeah. um, gra- daughters and granddaughters of people who were uh, um, in the internment camps, the Japanese internment camps that FDR mm-hmm. did, the communist Franklin Delano Roosevelt, because the, the Japanese had the face of the enemy, right? After the yeah. Japanese bombed and 
and attacked Pearl Harbor and killed a bunch of thousands of our people, right? I think they killed thousands. Um, and they th- compare it to the concentration camps, and maybe it is comparable, who knows, really, honestly. I don't know. But, but I guess we were richer, so they didn't starve in our camps as much. Yeah. I don't think they starved at all in our camps. I, but I anyway, they, they, the, the children and grandchildren who didn't suffer any of the internment camp stuff, they're angrier than the parents and grandparents who actually were kids in those internment camps. The kids were like, fine, it's kind of like JLP. He went through it, uh, Jim Crow, and he's not mad about it at all. But all these other people, young, young people, and some old, are all mad about slavery and Jim Crow and redlining and, and this and that and this and that, when they d- never experienced it, and they are perpetrating a Jim Crow against whites right now. So it's the Asians, the younger ones, are heavily into that fake victimhood thing. It's a shame to see men get into it, but it's mostly like the female mindset. Fake education. Absolutely. Yeah. What a mess. In Portland. How long have you been in Portland, Oregon? I I grew up here. Wow. Were you ever a liberal? Oh, uh, yeah, I was. (laughs) You're like, oh, yeah, almost. Sounded like you were about to say. <laughs> yeah. I have a knee-jerk reaction to say, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, when did you stop being liberal? Uh, it's, it's been a few years now. Okay. I kind of And I kind of went the kind of like rhino route for a while, but yep. once I kind Didn't of forgave, yeah, once I kind of forgave, I'm just, I'm, I'm pretty conservative to the point where I don't have a lot of friends here, but I'm okay with that because, you know, it's just like. You really don't need friends. I mean, you don't yeah, need. I mean, I, I mean, most of your friends are going to be turn out to be fake. You don't want to turn people off for no reason. Yeah. But what were you about to say? Well, I was going to say, well, it's just like I don't know. Now I just, I, I very much see it as just like right and wrong, and I'm I'm just more interested in, you know, telling the truth, being right. I I don't get affected when I get in debates with people and stuff like that. I. I don't walk away frustrated anymore. I, I, I've had experiences recently where I just kind of, the other person just so frazzled and so angry, and I'm just like, nice, that was fun, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's cool. It's, it's, it's cool to see it in a way, you know? Not to take things personally. Yeah, and not yeah. to overreact. Like it's, for sure. I'm, I'm thankful for it. And it's know? a protection for you, things. too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. I'll let you get to some other callers. You going to come to the men's conference? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I can. Okay. I, I don't really have any time off from work. But, nice. Uh, A working man. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, we'll see you sometime. Maybe you can uh, take a weekend and come down for a church ser- church with Jesse Lee Peterson service sometime or yes. men's forum nice. or whatever. I have whatever. a friend who's in L.A. So. Right on. Cool, it's good to hear from you, Graham. We'll talk. Yeah, you have a nice day. All right, you as well. Okay, guys, I'm going to get to Samuel in Sweden next. He wants to talk about the vaccine reactions. Keep it clean, Samuel, just a heads up. But I have an excellent, it is almost 10 after, it's 10.08 here in Los Angeles. And I have more Super Chats to read. But uh, uh, I will have another beautiful song to play for you. And actually, is it even a song? Because it is an instrumental. This is Backstreets of Cairo. 
And it is a long one, so I'll probably be getting to Samuel in Sweden after a couple of minutes here and just have it playing underneath because Samuel from Sweden is ethnic. <laughs> and this is ethnic music, Backstreets of Cairo. Isn't Cairo in Egypt? And this is from Salters. This is the, uh, this is the album cover. Isn't that beautiful? The Divine Liturgy of the Wretched Exiles. It's a little bit pro, uh, what is it called? It's a little bit pro-refugee. I'm not for that. It's kind of liberal, hippie, anti-American, anti-white. But they were not for the Iraq War, which many of you guys were not for it. So that's nice (laughs) from those days, right? Anyway, I will be right back. Enjoy uh, Backstreets of Cairo, an instrumental from Salters. And... Hang tight for the rest of Hour 2.
It's the African drums beating on my chest. <laughs> Listen to this beautiful flute. Can you hear the flute? Very nice. So good. Sounds like a homeless dude at Union Station says Bellis Beckenridge. <laughs> Very true. I would give him a quarter or maybe even a dollar if I'm feeling very generous. Uh, Hake may be a sand n-word. Whoa, says Dewight. <laughs> Sounds like any of us could learn how to play this in five minutes, says Iconoclast. Wow, no respect for the, uh, the rhythm. This is not an instrumental, it's just percussion, says Wipeout Corona over there on DLive. Feels like Mommy Africa, says Jib Jab over on twitch.tv slash the Hague Report. Sounds like heathen music. No, it's Christian. I hate this style of music. It's just noise, AD says. This is how African nightclub sounds, says A. Owens. Makes me want to hurt a gazelle or giraffe, says Take Care Business Bear. But use the whole animal. Show respect to uh, nature and nature's God. Pl Skip, please do something. Ban Hake's music, says Danny. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So creative. Ha Sarcasm, says Marlene Silvano. Mo is twerking around the kitchen right now, says Mo Betta stand up. <laughs> this music charms cobras. This music makes you want to move your hips in a satanic way, <laughs> says Penny Rue. Don't do it. Don't give in. Anyway. So, guys, I gotta get, as promised, this is Backstreets of Cairo from Salters. Salters. This is for twerking, says Du White. Some belly dancing would up. Nope. Not gonna happen. Anyway, guys, I got to get, I have to get to our friend, my friend and yours, Samuel in Sweden, wants to talk about vaccine reactions. Let's keep it clean. Samuel in Sweden, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well. How do you like this ethnic music? Is this is this from? Does it have any roots in Sweden? No, but it reminds me of uh, YouTube music when it started to randomly air to move <laughs> the African beats to me, and I quit uh, promote uh, quit. Wow! Uh, listening to YouTube music, I mean, like, uh, what's this shit? <laughs> Excuse me, <then. laughs> I mean, I was listening to normal uh, Western pop music. Yeah, hate gonna do the hula I mean, to this. <laughs> I mean, you got, you got your taste, man. You got your taste. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, I, I think Hake is trolling <laughs> us. Anyway, oh, turn it up. Listen to this part. It has some noises that are coming in. It has like a kazoo sound. Well, I mean, and there's some charm to the Africans. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Much better than the screamo. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Hake. I have not played screamo, but thank you. <laughs> so anyway, Samuel, appreciate you holding on, man. Music yeah, sounds good. I, We're just having fun. You know, it's it's you know. I mean, all the news talks about COVID, but, you know, in the wrong way. Yeah. I mean, all the news perpetrating the lie about COVID, trying to keep people afraid. And right. I wanted to call right. in and just say that, um, well, I mean, right now, the, I mean, the official stats about death and damages caused by uh, the COVID or people getting damaged after taking the vaccine is pretty high. I mean... 
I mean, in Europe and America, the people who have suffered death and uh, different uh, diseases of taking the vaccine is pretty high now. I mean, thousands of deaths, hundreds of thousands of damages, and is still right. promoting this vaccine. And I, there was a doctor recently who said, I mean, there is a limit that says that, you know, when they reach 5,000, uh, well, I don't, 50, when they reach 50 deaths, then they, you know, withdraw the medicine. I mean, oh, that's just the yeah. Limit. Such as the uh, Johnson & Johnson one. But I mean, it's just everyone. I mean, this, right. this is a big lead on it. And they're just pushing it. And what, I mean, a lot of people saying is that these vaccines have never been officially allowed. The only reason that they can be used is because there is a, an emergency. Right. Yeah. I think and, that people, uh, I think that people, if they have looked into it, they know the risks and they want to take it, that's great. They should do it. But no, I'm not for this. No, they should never take the vaccine. I mean, is it true I mean, that, even if that it uses baby body parts? Sheep. Is it true that they <laughs> use baby body parts for these things? Because I've heard both things. Well, I mean, there is ingredients. I mean, they put I don't like everything that. in vaccines. And they, I saw they put mercury. They have put every kind of stuff, bad right. stuff. Yeah, I and mean, the mercury, the, I've heard, can aff- have, really affect people badly. Honestly, we have to remove the idea that medicine and vaccination is one of them, that they are promoting this as something good for people. Yeah. They are promoting this to keep people sick, and then they use the medicine to keep people Health enough to live, but sick enough to keep coming back to right. the companies. Yeah, I mean, you know what? A- um, you bring up something that I talked about a couple of days back um, about how doctors are not really about bringing real about real health. They're about keeping you at baseline, just above sick or comfortable while sick. I got a. Um, I, mean- I read something from what's his name. Alexander Cortez, different from Alexandria Cortez, different from Sandy Cortez. Um, Alexander Cortez, he has like multiple names. He's like, I don't know what all he is, but he was at a men's conference and he talked about in a couple of tweets over the couple of days ago, a few days ago, that doctors, most doctors don't even lift. (laughs) And they don't really keep that healthy, and they don't know how to, or care, really how to keep you healthy. They stay paid keeping you comfortable while sick. So you can live, well, what the okay. line goes, longer, wronger. And stay well, wrong, they, 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 but, but get better. Um, one thing that Big Bump said, and you know, athletes know, that doctors will tell you to rest, so you heal back weaker, if you heal at all, and you don't really uh, address the injury and get strong again to performance level. Big Bump says, I was always told by my coaches to throw some dirt on it when we would get injured. That's true. People were tougher in uh, the older days. And this is so, such a female overprotective, in a way overprotective, but also appealing to cheating ways. because. What is a vaccine but sort of a cheating to artificially boost your immune response rather than 
live out, eat right, exercise, sleep enough, be healthy, happy, have a, have a real God. And that's not what they well, want. I, I, I do need to say this, but I guess almost all listeners know this. I mean, there is vaccines, the normal kind of vaccines where they use right. kind of dead, dead, dead proteins of the, of the diseases they want right. to vaccinate against. Those are okay. But the COVID-19, COVID-19 is nothing like that. Okay. They are using live organisms, and they are using all kind of stuff, beer, uh, like, um, Some of them change your DNA. Uh, the most of them change your DNA, I've heard. Yeah, I mean, they use robots, they use every kind of weird stuff, and this is about uh, uh, this changing the DNA of people. I mean, they have been trying to get power over people for ages, yeah. but now they're really trying to rewrite people's DNA. This is just uh, the law. Let's say this is the lowest part before a uh, starting to put the devil's mark on people's foreheads. I <laughs> yeah. mean... <laughs> and, most people uh, are I mean, children of Satan and don't even but know I it. I mean, I just want to say the doctors, most doctors are dumb. There may be doctors who have started to study things for themselves. And, yeah. You know, they come up. But a lot of doctors, they just follow the books. They don't have a own mind. They just keep... They just push things without really understanding what they're pushing. They know nothing about vaccines. They know nothing about real health. They know nothing about, you know, the real basic, like, natural medicine. They're just pushing what they've been taught through five years of medical school. They're yeah. retards. I know. But I, mean, there's the, I mean, there's some people who may, doctors who may be, you know, more aware than others. And, I mean, I heard some, you know, being against the vaccine, they are against, but they, they are silenced, totally silenced by all this uh, mainstream media and mainstream. Honestly, the, the the social media sites are the mainstream media, and yeah. they are silencing everyone who is pushing another narrative than the official one, which is vaccines are good, change your DNA, trust the experts like Fauci and all these right. uh, evil people who lie like. I mean, honestly, people like that, they, they live for the lie. I mean, True. it's crazy. Yeah, you saw, how, you saw how Fauci was all excited to talk to Rachel Maddow once he got out from under the, the thumb of our great President Trump, the man. He was all excited to talk to, oh, I'm such a fan of yours, he basically told her. Rachel Maddow, the lesbian from MSLSD. Had tip to Mark Levin. The most fun thing about Fauci is that if you put an M to the end of his name, you got Fauci. <laughs> I think I, I love it. Oh, that. that's funny. That's the irony <laughs> of life. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And, you know, I, I haven't been listening to much of your, uh, your show lately. You know, I've been doing other stuff. But, I mean, I only say I, sometimes I'll... You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I, sometimes I look down on on your stream because you don't you try to keep politically correct according to the YouTube yeah. uh, uh, guidelines. You don't want to be banned right. while I'm just putting it all out. And I mean, I get banned, and I yeah. now I de- delete all my streams, and I got the cross stream. I just pushing that out the cross stream at yeah. on Sundays, but 
But I mean, it's still good that there is a critical voice. I liked it when you said that, you know, you, you, you question the immorality and about all these freaky things going out. Yeah. Genders and things. So, I mean, I'm glad that you exist and glad you, that you have your voice and God bless you. Thank you, Samuel. Speaking. I'm glad you're yeah. keeping an eye on yourself as you, as you go about all of this. You don't yeah, want to I mean, get into <laughs> looking down on this or that person just because you know, of a disagreement. I can't self-censor because I just love to say whatever I got in my mind. Yeah, that's I, cool, man. Uh, I respect that. Yeah, but, you know, uh, so, well, I, that's what I wanted to say, you know, uh, stay away from the vaccine. Some A lot of people say that it's just, uh, you know, now I go outside the bubble, but a lot of people saying that it's a master plan to try to depopulate the planet, you know, the vaccine is... There's all kinds of people as sick as possible yep. so that they will die from anything, you know, in a couple of years, whatever. But uh, try to, you know, take care of your body. God made yep. people amazing body, amazing immune system, eat right, live right, uh, you know, try to be, be natural and you will survive a lot of things. But of course, if God pulls the trigger, you will die. Don't be, <laughs> like, you know, don't be afraid of living because you... Right. God gives and God takes. And that's the message from God. So, I mean, you don't, don't be afraid of death. Live right and, you know, trust in God. That's my message. Thank you, Samuel. Uh, how is your, um, appreciate that. How is your, what is this thing called? Your, your trade going? If you don't well, mind my you asking. Know, I got, well, on Monday, next Monday, I will do my last, I hope my last, uh, a theoretical uh, test to see if I can pass and start doing the you know real welding thing. Nice. I'm going a welding school. Cool. You well, know, I wish you uh, well with that. I mean, Take care, yeah, business thanks. bear. Gave me a chat that says Sam the Swede is about to paint an African landscape with Hake riding a lion. You still painting, man? Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a, yeah. well, uh, well. Do you want to be nude or semi nude the heck? of the lion? <laughs> you have to decide. Because Those I Europeans. You. <laughs> you don't even have to answer that, ask that question, man. <laughs> well, that's okay. funny. I, I, I'm, okay, I'm going to paint you riding a lion on an African, uh, you know, uh, landscape. That will be amazing. Cool. But I think you have to go paint big, you know. I can <laughs> while while <laughs> listening to big. Salters, while listening to Salters. <laughs> no, I have my special music to get me painting, you know. I get my cool. painting music. Nice. Well, it's good to hear from you, Samuel. I appreciate you, Well, man. I, I also want to say yeah. God bless the people on the chat. You know, there are amazing people. I, I mean, there's hundreds of them. They're listening to you. They're listening to Ashley Peterson. Yep. I mean, amazing people. I, I don't want to name them all because all are special, all are amazing. Nice. And, uh, you know, I just want to have a shout out to everyone in the chat. God bless you guys. God bless you and the team at uh, your uh, radio station. Thank you, Samuel. Take care. Very nice. William A33 gave a Trovo colorful chat. Trovo.live slash the hate report said, Never ask a woman her age, a man his salary, a journalist. Is early, it's early life, <laughs> says William A33. That's funny. Thank you for the tip. Dehumanizing journalist, I see. Shameful. 
Uh, Ragnar0321 says, Tucker did a great monologue on vaccine deaths in the ineffective adverse reporting system last night. Yeah, the uh, V-A-E-R-S. The Epic Times has reported on that stuff, too. Not on YouTube, but I think it's still on BitChute. Article on uh, DS. Thank you for the tip on that, Ragnar0321. Find it on the internet. Appreciate the tip. Um, very cool. By the way, Lin Yen Chin says, Samuel the Swede is right. Planned obsolescence. As you see in cell phones, you know how cell phones are built not to last? <laughs> Cars, too. Uh, but applied to medication and migration patterns of people. Yeah. This is not America first immigration policy ever since the uh, mid-60s. Am I right? I think I'm right. The spirit of bureaucracy has such a firm grip on us all that is why people prefer my argument is over reality versus fiction and good versus evil. Nobody knows reality. Let's get lost in argument. Intellectual mess... Mama drama. Interesting. Super chats. Appreciate that. Jib Jab says, Nick, as in Nick, Nick, gonna need that King of the Cage shirt you wear sometimes to come back from this man. <laughs> yeah, yesterday I was wearing a King of the Cage, which is MMA, which, you know, people ru- are spread the rumor that this MMA stuff is not morally straight. But... At least it has an an imitation of manliness. (laughs) Better than the sparkly glitter uh, little sleeve blouse with the big scoop neck (laughs) that Nick wore. (laughs) Well, hopefully he's not listening. Didn't take that personally. Um, The Bible says a boss should never listen too closely to uh, the grumblings of his employees or servants Because you know very well that you have cursed your master under your breath. Right? You guys have cursed your masters under your breath. So don't pay too much attention when somebody mocks or makes fun of or hates you or speaks ill of you. Don't pay too much attention to that stuff. Because you know you're guilty of the same thing sometimes or have been in the past. Very nice. I gotta get to Solomon. He's been on hold forever out of Los Angeles, California. Says he used to be a landlord. Solomon, thank you for holding. How are you doing? Doing good, Hey, How are you? Doing well as well. Thank you. Yeah, um, I used to rent out, well, I had a five-bedroom, five-bathroom townhome. It's huge over in Montebello, California. Okay. And so I was living in it with my 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 children and I was able to rent out a couple rooms at a time just to supplement, you know, my income. And you just, the commonality with a lot of people and it didn't matter, you know, what race they were. It's just being unthankful because I would give people uh, breaks on the amount of rent comparably to other places, other rooms. Yeah. Not only that, but I'd give them, I don't think a lot of people get the concept of being a, renting a room you're a roommate not a housemate yeah you don't you don't get the full privileges of the house um and when i say that i'm talking about in terms of the living room and and sitting down and maybe turning on the tv but i would let them do that i didn't care i was pretty easygoing so i'd let 
the roommates kind of have full reign of the house within reason. Yeah. Now, the last two incidents, man, the last two incidents is what drove me to leave the place and to just rent an apartment. I rented to a friend's friend who needed help, and uh, she was like 40-something years old into heavy metal still, looked dressing like, uh, you know, a, a headbanger. Well, I rented her the place, and she started trying to call shots in the house, like where I kept stuff and if the living room was vacuum, vacuumed good. Yeah. And I told her, I said, you're a roommate, not a housemate. Well, this is the kicker. She made it a point because she knew I was a, you know, a Christian. She made it a point to tell me she was an atheist. And then she would blast like this, you know, hardcore, you know, metal music. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty easy going. I don't care if she's an atheist and it doesn't matter to me. She's just my roommate. Then the first month rent, comes up and she asked me if I can give her a break because she needs extra money for Christmas to buy Christmas gifts for people. And I'm like, aren't you, I even told her, aren't you an atheist? What, what does Christmas mean to you? Yeah. So this is just the type of people. And then she was always late on rental. Finally, I had to ask her to leave. And to your point, it is like impossible almost to get people evicted. Yeah. Um, they so have then, more rights. They have more rights to your property than you have. It's crazy. Absolute, absolute. And the, so the second incident was, and it's around the same time. So the last two people I rented to, because I'd rent to people, they'd stay a few months because it was kind of just like a stopover for them. Mm-hmm. So I had pretty good roommates up until these last two. So this last, this other lady, she's an African-American lady, um, nice. The other one was, you know, the heavy metal girl was kind of a, you know, she was a jerk. But she, Was she from was Africa? Nice. Was she from Africa or was she... Or no, was she black? black. She's just black. Then. Okay. Black. All right. Well, anyways, <laughs> she would smoke in the house a lot. And, of course, I didn't allow that. Pot? She would continue, continually break the rules, and I'd have to pull or her nicotine. outside and talk to her. Yeah. Huh? Pot so or she nicotine? Was, we, she was cool. Uh, no, I think uh, just, it, you know what? Uh, nicotine, I think. Okay. Nicotine. So she was, when I would confront her, That's she not was as real bad. cool. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Solomon. I'm sorry. But she would do it every once in a while, especially if I wasn't there. But yeah. that smell oh, yeah. wouldn't leave. So one day, um, it's Thanksgiving morning. My kids are getting ready. We're going to, the, to see the family. And like any good American, I'm watching uh, <clears throat> pro football, right? So I'm watching some football games and waiting for my kids to get ready. And I smell this smoke coming from her room. So I go upstairs and I bang on the door and I said, hey, I told you about smoking in the house. You know, I just kind of, like, was frustrated by then. So I yeah. go back downstairs. She comes back. She comes down. She's dressed, I guess, to go to her family's house. And she tells me, you know what, Solomon? Just to let you know, when black women iron their hair, it tends to smell like smoke. Oh. Was <laughs> so she lying, she though? Was she lying? I'm always wondering. No, she might have been ironing her hair because she did. Yeah. Do, I, I think that time I just was sensitive right. to any type of burning smell. And you overreacted so, a little. She overreacted, so... No, I was saying you overreacted, you, too. Sounded like... Yeah, no, I, I I did. Yeah. But by that time... Right. It had been, like, numerous times I'd already told her, don't smoke in the house. So finally, I just said, I had enough of it. And I said, I'm, you know, those two are the ones that drove me to just getting an apartment and renting it. And I was done with the roommate thing. Yeah. And just, it's just this unthankfulness, because both of them yep. were always late on rent. And... <laughs> Uh, you know, I gave them, you know, good deals. You know, man, 
um, let that be a lesson, though. Niceness just opens the way. People don't appreciate it. People don't appreciate free stuff or, or deals unless you've been, you started out tough and a stickler for, and for um, actual fairness. Because what you get, gave was more than fair. If you kept it just to actually fair, then they would have, they might have, well, they would have been forced to respect you more from the start. You know, this whole thing about letting them uh, use the house as though they were sharing equal housemates. rent. Yeah, yeah housemates. Um, all that stuff. You opened up to be disrespected and walked all over. And, you know, people, had, people today, you really have to, it's tough to find anybody who's decent. Really decent. Oh, you're 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 on point because now I'm out here in Desert Hot Springs and I'm you know we're renting a place and uh, there's a lot of homeless out here. It's pretty scuzzy. Yeah. So what a shame. Young one woman came knocked on our door and uh, she was asking for a blanket. Uh, she a homeless woman. Yeah. So we gave her a blanket, gave her some food, and my wife had asked me, should we let her stay in the garage? I said, no. You get <laughs> you let them stay here one day. Yeah. They'll never leave. And so now I know I'm not going to help anybody unless I see that they're sincerely needing help and they're thankful. Right. Like, it's just, like, this, there's this guy in, the, uh, in our city, and he's a black guy, right? He's always in a wheelchair asking for people for money. But if you look at him, you could tell he's able-bodied because when people are in a wheelchair, they're usually atrophied in their legs. Yeah. So <laughs> What a scam. Yeah, yeah, I bought the guy a coffee one time. Uh-huh. Gave him a couple bucks. Right. So I'm running, you know, I'm, I, he's always in the neighborhood. So I, he seen me yesterday. I'm running, you know, I'm taking a jog and he just looks at me with this evil glare. And I'm like, dude, you douchebag, man. I'm yeah. never giving you a damn cent again. <laughs> so yeah, you, could, you, just, you, you just cannot help most people. Yeah. And like, these, no, that's you know, you're enabling by doing that yeah, stuff. And you know, a lot of, a lot of people use this, like, you know, Oh, what would Jesus do type of thing? And, you know, the poor in the Bible times were actually times poor. Jesus, yeah, they were actually they hungry. They were actually poor. They weren't <laughs> you know, the scumbags today that just bitch about it. Sorry, oh, I got, I got to watch my language. They would complain about everything. Yeah. And then want a handout. And, you know, it's, you know, come on, man. We live, if you live in, in Los Angeles and you know this, it's a paradise here, man. There's no excuse for yeah. you to be homeless and living out on the streets. Yep. I mean, I'm sorry, man. It's like a lot of these people bring it on themselves and people just don't want to say it the way it is. Right. You know, man, and shame on you for being a sucker. Really? Yeah. Well, because, you know, I'm learning my le- I've learned yeah, my lesson, man. That's Trust cool. Me. I, I just... And, and, there's a, and, and there's a right spirit to it, too, in terms of being tough versus being uh, actually loving. You, you, can, you can do both. <laughs> And, well, and love isn't is it, isn't this yeah. feeling sorry for people that so many people do and give in and and give where they give people stuff they don't deserve or don't need. You know, you mentioned the Bible. The people in the Bible times, I think most people in those times, even those who were not so-called poor, from what I under, what I was told by a guy who who used to do Bible studies with me, they would get one meal a day, one meal a day, and so that just shows you. Most of us pretty much eat whatever, whenever we want. People are not poor. And same thing with the so-called homeless people. They eat whatever, whenever they want. And they can, they are, 
shameless scumbags in many cases. Yeah. And you bring out the worst of people uh, catering to them at all. So anyway. Well, the thing is, especially if you run in Christian circles, it's a lot of the bleeding heart. uh, Oh, you know, that that type of mentality, you got to help everybody. And I had a friend of mine that would let homeless people come live with them because he thought that that's what you're supposed to do as a Christian. I said, no, man. (laughs) Jesus talked about that. He's talking about those who are in the faith, not just random people you don't know. You're going to get yourself good like that. Exactly. Yeah, people have to want to get better and actually show it that they're doing better. (laughs) Yeah, man, I'm telling you so, but I'm glad that, you know, I'm I'm planning to move back out towards L.A. I mean, I'm out here in the desert, dude. This is just like, this city's just... I had no idea that Desert Hot Springs was turning into that. I thought of it as a somewhat decent area, not, you know, I think of Palm Springs and, and Palm Desert, and uh, is Desert Palm, is Desert Hot Springs that way, out that way? Desert Hot Springs um, is like, so... All is it further north? Here, it's north of Palm Springs, it's like probably 10 minutes away in driving. Oh, okay. And from what a guy told me at the gym, this city was founded on like meth, you know, and so <laughs> you have you have all the bad stuff you would get in L.A., except it's condensed, and you don't have the good stuff of L.A. Yeah. You know, so you have the crap from L.A. here in the desert, but you don't have the good stuff. Like, you know, if you live in L.A., there's a lot of awesome things to do and right. a lot of nice areas, you know. Beach, a lot mountains. Of people miss, yep. Yeah, beach, mountains. And not, not that you don't have some good stuff here. Like, the, we have the mountains, but yeah. just in, this, in the city here, it's just scuzzy, man. It's just like, yep. you know, the uh, and it's, it's yeah, it's, the, I'm just going to be straight up, man, because I, the, the white pe- a lot of the white people here, you know, the, the typical white trash meth, then you have the blacks, yeah. and, and, and you have the cholos out here. And, yep. And it's just like, yeah, man, <laughs> I, I can't wait to get back out that way. Okay, man. Well, I wish you well. And, uh, and that's well, the interesting stories, man. Let them be lessons to all of us. Yeah, and, you know, I also mentioned to, uh, I believe it was Nick that answered the phone, that I was a process server for a number of years. I used to serve evictions all the time. Oh, wow. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, I used to serve, like, hardcore gang members, and I never had any problems with anybody, but it's just like when I would, you know, the landlords would debrief me on what was going on. It's just the commonality I seen was yeah. just entitlement and un- unthankfulness. Yep. Yeah. I know it. That's wild, man. Very interesting. Appreciate it, Solomon. It's good to hear from you. Are you making it? I forget. I forget. Are you going to be able to make it to the men's conference? Uh, nah, man. I'm a. I was. I was in Florida a couple years ago, but um, I would like to go back. It's in Orlando, right? Yeah, in mid-August. Uh, more, more than likely, it won't be going. Okay. But, um, it would, if, hopefully, if you guys have it uh, next year in LA, I'll be able to make it. Okay, sounds good, man. Well, maybe we'll catch All you right, at a man. men's forum or the church service here in LA then sometime. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll be definitely, uh, you know, Jehovah again. willing, I'll be out there soon. Nice, yeah. man. It's good to hear from you again. Take care. All right, Appreciate you. Good to talk to you. Bye. All right. All right. Um, I will be getting back to calls, guys, but I have to show you some of this madness. Going on is wild. There is a big push about mental illness, and I think that that is such a scam, such a trick. Because you guys know how... Yeah, I agree. Take care of Business Bear. Great caller. Thank you, Solomon. That's cool. Um, 
But they are so nuts over this mental illness thing. You know how that CIA lady said, I am a mentally ill, generalized anxiety diagnosed uh, intersectional person, (laughs) but I don't check the boxes. All that madness. Par for the course. I say mental illness is sort of a communist lie. I think the spirit affects the body, which includes the mind. And that affects these mass shootings, too. And you get people um, further and further away from God and believing in real churches because real churches are so few and far between anymore and real pastors and real spiritual wisdom. It's just so worldly now. And you have people saying stuff that is, there's truth to it all over the world, right? But they, they mix it with their other stuff and they're weak and they don't, are ineffective in the world. But you get them away from spiritual wisdom, evil things like anger, malice, rage, uh, all that stuff, and you call it mental illness. And then you're just in, the, in Satan's realm. It's like the communist subversion of America away from its religion of Christianity, our religion of Christianity, and of common sense, by the way. And then we fa- start listening instead of to pastors and uh, common sense within from God, we start listening to these fake experts and psychologists and psychiatrists and uh, statisticians, statistics people, and liars. And then they can scarecrow our arguments because we say, oh, it's mental illness. These mass shootings are caused by mental illness. No, it's not really true. It's caused by anger. The experts come up with these false solutions. For example, you may have heard Trump say, oh, it's his mental illness. But really, it's insane rage or just evil. Pharmacists, too, by the way. Big Pharma. I have a bunch of headlines that I just pulled up from... Google searches and stuff that I've shown in the in the past. I'm just going to go, I guess, in... Let me show these in... How are they ordered? Alphabetically ordered? Do you see it inside of this mental illness, guns, men, anger? Because I want to go in an order that makes sense for you. I guess we'll do it in alphabetical order. Uh, the, I pulled up this Vox article from uh, 2019. Stop blaming mental illness for mass shootings because they're trying to get rid of the... Um, what do they call it? Let's get rid of the uh, stigma of, ma- of mental illness. And that now it's a badge. Some journalist, Michael Tracy, pointed out how people are wearing it a, as a badge of pride. Oh, I am a generalized anxiety diagnosed w- woman of color. <laughs> Mother. Wow. And that's an excuse to take away your guns, though. It is an excuse that they're using. This Vox article says, stop blaming mental illness for mass shootings. It's about the guns. Vox is a communist outlet, vox.com. Not to be confused with Vox Day. Vox Day is an excellent writer and host who has appeared on the JLP show multiple times. A Christian guy. Trump said, this is also a mental illness problem, referring to the Dayton shooting, which was done by an Antifa supporter, I think, and the El Paso shooting, which was done by a Eco-fascist, a guy who believed in overpopulation and blamed the immigrants coming in. And so he shot up a bunch of Mexicans at an El Paso Walmart. That was over a year ago, or two years ago, actually, 2019. And he said, uh, there are people who are very, very seriously mentally ill. Mental health is a large contributor to any type of violence. 
or shooting violence, says Texas Governor Greg Abbott, or said him. But they say, oh, no, that's not true. It's guns. It's guns. Guns are the problem. Politico magazine. Instead of blaming guns, Politico far-left enemies of America, they show that Mandalay Bay shooting, the uh, Vegas shooting, that was, that was done from a room high up in the Mandalay Bay hotel room by that, purportedly by that white guy. Some people think it was more than just one guy. Politico article reads by some female, Laura Kiesel, K-I-E-S-E-L. Laura Kaisel. Don't blame mental illness for mass shootings. Blame men. Okay, buddy. If you want to cut down on gun violence, first target toxic masculinity. So claims a journalist, so-called. Talking about that 2017 mass killing of an excellent, well, a beautiful country music festival in Las Vegas. Mass murder of multiple people. Trump told reporters that Paddock, Paddock was the guy who did it, allegedly. He was found dead in his room. Sick and demented. Sick and demented. Even as evidence suggested Paddock did not have a confirmed mental health disorder. And there was a Texas church shooting, too, that was stopped by a good guy with a gun, by the way. I think. And Trump was quick to blame mental illness. People say it's not a gun situation, or Trump said it's not a gun situation, but a mental health problem at the highest level. But he's really talking about the evil spirits, and he's he's pushed nothing but love. Colorado experts, don't blame mental illness. Mental illness rarely causes mass shootings. It's a USA Today article by some guy named Ryan Miller. Family said the Colorado suspect had a mental illness, but experts say that's rarely the cause of mass shootings. This is from 2021. The Colorado, that was at the grocery store, I believe. What did that guy turn out to be? Was he a Muslim? I think that guy turned out to be a Muslim. Or am I wrong? I don't remember. So many of these things, they promote them big time. They ignore everything going on in in the crime-ridden areas. Another PBS article, why mental illness can't predict mass shootings, and it's done by this black guy with an African-sounding name, Nsikan Akpan. Why mental illness can't predict mass shootings. But they presented us this fake thing called mental illness, and that's not what it is. It's, it's the spirit, and, this, and these people push an evil spirit. That was, a day, that was another one from the Dayton shooting, which was by a lefty, a liberal. And the El Paso shooting, which was by a guy who thought that the, we were getting overcrowded and the immigrants were taking away the jobs, and that's, there's some truth to that. Uh, another, another outlet called PDG, Partnership Development Group. Sounds communist to me. Mental illness does not cause mass shootings, and they're targeting Trump again, I think. 
A 2015 study found that the large majority of people with mental disorders did not engage in violence against others and that most violent behavior due to factors other than mental illness. And in fact, mental illness people, I think they said, are more likely to commit suicide. There is an Atlantic article, Why Better Mental Health Care Won't Stop Mass Shootings. Improved access to treatment might help many Americans, but experts say it would not prevent Las Vegas-style tragedies. But experts are not to be trusted. That's another Enemies of America Atlantic. 58 people dead from the worst mass shooting in U.S. history. As happened after Omar Mateen, son of a Hillary Clinton supporter, Muslim guy, may not have been morally straight, killed 49 people at a nightclub, Pulse nightclub, at the gay nightclub, down in, where was that, Atlanta? They talk about Dylan Roof and Adam Lanza and all that stuff. Oh, it was in Florida. Okay. And they talk about mental health reform. What does that even mean? One lady has it right. Except I don't, I am leery of her as well, honestly. But this actually came out of Slate magazine seven years ago. April 9th, 2014, Slate magazine of all places, far left, enemies of America. And it's from, it's a medical article. It says, how to stop violence. Mentally ill people aren't killers. Angry people are. Isn't that an interesting point? This is by Laura L. Hayes. And it has a picture of a guy who um, served in the military, suspected of fatally shooting Three people before killing himself at Fort Hood Army Base in Texas, April 2nd, 2014. There's been multiple shenanigans going on at Fort Hood. Did you know that Fort Hood and all these forts, those, are, those two are gun-free zones? Did you know that? Just a little side note. A little common sense thing. You know, there's some physical common sense things you can do to protect people. And then there's the spiritual common sense things to protect uh, people, help people be sane rather than evil. But yes, indeed, Fort Hood, which was a place of many mass shootings, including that workplace violence terrorist attack (laughs) under the Obama administration by that Muslim guy, uh, it was a gun-free zone. People have to check their guns when they go into certain areas. Did you know that? So all these school shootings and the, and the um, movie theaters, those are all gun-free zones. Gun-free zone just means ducks in a barrel, just shoot them. Because they're not going to shoot back. Crazy, huh? Same thing with Fort Hood. So all these mockers who say, oh, I thought it was just gun-free zones. Well, indeed, it is. There's these articles about mental illness, mass shootings. This is some research uh, abstract about assumptions in re- that rise in the aftermath of mass shootings in the United States and the politics of American firearms. And they want to blame guns. And on and on and on it goes. There was a, I'll skip down to the last couple of them, Warren Farrell, who has appeared on the Jesse Lee Peterson show. He is a doctor, a psychologist, I guess. He's been a He was like a feminist professor, actually. One of the earliest feminist professors from way back in the 70s, I think. I think he started one of the feminist women's studies groups. That's how much of a 
a sort of a simp, if you will. He used to be, <laughs> but he's like an on, a male, and he's uh, honest. Dr. Warren Farrell, he appeared in a um, American Thought Leaders um, from the Epic Times YouTube video on toxic masculinity origins. And that's a reference to the fake thing of uh, these things, toxic masculinity. And regressive nature of feminist victimhood. And it's a clip from his interview. And he's author of The Boy Crisis and the Myth of Male Power. He noticed that uh, men... And boys are just tossed aside and to the detriment, and fathers, and it's to the detriment of, of many. And Paddock, that guy who shot up the, uh, the um, country music festival over in, um, in Las Vegas, he didn't really have his father. His father, like, broke out of prison a couple of times. He broke out of prison weeks before, according to... Warren, Dr. Warren Farrell, weeks before he was going to be actually released. I guess he got such an ego trip out of escaping from a maximum security prison. And then so he had to go to prison again. So this paddock guy, according to Warren Farrell, wanted to impress his late father by doing, by orchestrating the most so-called successful mass shooting in history. And he beat out Mateen guy, that Muslim guy at the gay nightclub. Crazy, huh? And he did not have his father with him. Crazy, huh? Wild. And so these people bringing, bringing the problems, pretending that they're solving problems, and they're exacerbating the problems, undermining the family, men, children, women, actually women, even though they're, they're their own worst enemy. And religion. What a shame. I have two minutes to go. Let me get to Jesse in California. Uh, Jesse, how's it going, man? Hey, how you doing? Hey, fine. Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, I just uh, I wanted you to check out this painting by uh, Thomas Cole called "A uh, Course of an Empire," and it kind of just goes through like different stages, like of an empire being built up and the destruction and whatnot. But it uh, kind of can explain, like, you know, that, that term, history repeats itself, kind of pretty much just a battle of good and evil, you know, basically. C-O-L-E, huh? Thomas Cole. Thomas yeah. Cole. The Course yep. of Empire. Interesting. Course. Yeah, check it out. It'll kind of... From the 1800s. Like, uh, yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I think he was a Christian painter, but, um, but yeah, it kind of explains, like, what's going on. It's just like a constant battle of good and evil in every... Yeah couple hundred years, Satan's army gets built up, and then he just gets smashed on. <laughs> wow. It's kind of like, just, yeah, I just kind of, I don't know. I guess, like, that's what the, kind of, like, explains it. But, um, but yeah, I just wanted to tell you about that painting and check it out. Okay. Appreciate the tip, Jason. It's good to hear from you, man. Yep. yep. And also, another thing... Uh, I mean, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, another thing, I'm putting together a website, too, to kind of, like, inform people that um, it's possible you can... It's legal to create a uh, conservative, like a Christian conservative male political party. All, okay. all you would, as long as you're not associated to like a church or organization, yeah, you can actually do that. You would need like I think it's zero point thirty three percent of the <laughs> registered voters in the United States. Wow. But yeah, but it's legal to do that. You could totally do that. So cool, man. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. Well, it's good to hear yeah, from you, man. I know you're out of time. 
Yeah, I'll call you guys. I'll call you guys another time. Sounds good. Take care, Jesse. All right, take care, Hank. All right. Art in Ohio wanted to say, Dems love no fathers. I cannot get to you today, Art. Man, I've missed you three days in a row now. But I appreciate it. And the rest of the callers, I cannot get to you. This has been the Hake Report, thehakereport.com. JesseLeePeterson.com. RebuildingTheMan.com slash church for the church services and the throwbacks. And of course, TheFallenState.tv. The Fallen State. I believe we have a new episode coming out with that unstable voiced sounding black lady nice black lady uh that's gonna be fun thanks guys and take care